Well, welcome back to Beloved Unveiled. This is Cynthia Borslino, where we are learning more and more about our Father and and how He unveils Himself to us so we can know Him more and about His character and who He truly is in our experiences and in our journeys of everyday living as human beings. So today I have back with me my one of my favorite people, one of my little heroes of faith, and that's Miss Andrea Carney. Welcome back, Andrea. Thank you so much. I think this is a season we're in, so we're in the season of May, which is um, a lot of celebration of families who share about their mothers, and I thought this would be, you know, something that, as we were talking earlier about, is that your story in regards to your mom, and even what does this season do for you, like how has God met you in this place, because I know it's difficult, because you lost your mom when you were very young. Do Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Sure. This year, well, my mom passed in 90. So this year's 31 years. I was so young, eight. So I think when you lose somebody that young, I mean, you're not just losing that person. Obviously, for me, I'm also, I was losing someone in a role in my life. And when you lose a parent or a loved one, you know, you don't just grieve that you miss that one person. You grieve like the role that they would have played in your life, whether it was a mother, father, child grandparent you know it's just it's different when it's somebody in your intimate circle gosh i have a lot of data over 30 years some years that you know it seemed more insignificant than others not that i mean that may sound heartbreaking to some that after that long it would become insignificant not that my mom's memory is insignificant it's just that there were some seasons where it was very intense where i was grieving not having her in my life I would say so far I I was almost married once and that was probably the season that it resurfaced the most when I was young. I was in my late 20s, mid to late 20s and yeah, just I just remember meeting this is such a weird story. I don't know why it's coming to mind, but I met with this lady to hire a DJ for my mm-hmm. wedding at the time. And this was years ago, like almost 14 years ago, and she we were sitting at a table drinking tea whenever we were done with our tea bags she like had this trick where she put the tea bag in a spoon and like wrapped the tea bag around Mm -hmm. the spoon and drained i feel like a lot of people do that it's kind of a normal thing okay well i was like in my mid to late 20s and had no idea that someone would do that and i was like (laughs) that's weird why do you do that and she was like you know i think my mom taught me that and i was just like right yeah, that would be nice. I said something probably like mm-hmm. off the cuff where I was like laughing about not having a mom. And she, that lady was so tender hearted. She was just like, wow, yeah, I can see why you would want your mom in this season. For someone that didn't have to be that cool uh, to show up and say something that kind or that emotionally present. Yeah was pretty different for me. I just remember thinking like, yeah, there's probably a lot of moments where you could go back in my life and where everyone in a room knew something because their mom had taught them. And Mm. like, you can go back at my story. And I mean, some of them are like comical (laughs) because I mean, I had step parents and my dad is was amazing in those years and did the best he could. 
but there are just some funny things. Even now you could probably look at my life and be like, yeah, <laughs> Andrew might be like missing a few chapters <laughs> or like a few lessons from her mom. I think to me, that's, um, I guess just part of the journey that that's like ever present. One cool thing about that is how Holy Spirit has overshadowed my life. I think when you have an earthly gap like that, yeah, Holy Spirit kind of does double time with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my first sozos was pretty radical. I had all these memories come up, and it was I was doing some work with Holy Spirit as far as like the Mother Heart of God. And at one point, I realized in the vision I had that Holy Spirit had actually been around a whole mm-hmm. lot more than I realized, and I I just didn't know it was him or her. You know, if you want to use gender, the way that he showed up was as a mother, and there were lots of things as far as like caretaking and knowing what to do in a moment with mm-hmm. like my younger siblings and stuff, where it was like I just knew what to do, and in the vision and my sozo. Holy Spirit was like, no, yeah, like you knew what to do because I was there and told you what to do. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) and no joke. I had like thousands of memories flash through my mind where Holy Spirit was like there and there and there and there. And if you can imagine 30 years of data (laughs) at the time, maybe it wasn't that many, maybe it was 20 years, but that was a lot of memories where Holy Spirit was like, hey, guess what? I was there, I was there, I was there. Genuinely, like, the this part of my heart that was so orphaned, mm-hmm. I felt like got swallowed up in unconditional love. Just this mm-hmm. parental heart of God encompassing all those, maybe that feeling of, like, having to parent myself or feeling mm-hmm. abandoned or neglected. Yeah, he just washed all that over. So now I can think back to those memories with mm-hmm. laughter or, like, haha. You know, maybe there's a few things that I didn't learn from my earthly mom, but there's a whole lot I did learn from Holy Spirit where, you know, I get I get that in my tool belt versus other people. What? Maybe they didn't get that. So, Well, um, you, you brought up something that maybe our listeners don't know about, and that's Sozo. Can you explain a little bit of what Sozo is? Oh, sure. Sozo is a cool... Um, the one I'm talking about is... I mean, Sozo is actually just the Greek word for salvation in Scripture. And it talks about being healed, saved, and delivered. Mm-hmm. But um, the, I'm using the word as a reference to a ministry where they do inner healing ministry and help you re- really reconnect with the Lord. It's just like prayer ministry where uh, some people think it's like counseling, but I think it's more getting like straight to the heart of the matter, learning to hear God's voice and stuff like that, like healing prayer for your mm-hmm. heart going to that stillness place where where you really press into the Lord to hear His heart and direct you where you need to go because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. So when He's there and He's directing it, freedom does happen. Yeah. Know? So it's beautiful. So when through the years, and I don't know I was thinking about this, but being around others who had moms, and when your mom wasn't there, how did that affect you? I think, I mean, I have a lot of data. So there were sometimes it made me like really grateful. I would almost like get on to my friends about being mean to their moms. Hmm. 
I'm sure I was tacky and said things like, well, at least you have a mom, Hmm. which I'm sure was tacky at the time. (laughs) For all those who ever heard that from me, I am sorry. (laughs) Um, But uh, also, yeah, I mean, I, I watched other people's moms like a hawk, just like gleaning and learning and um, seeing what they did. I mean, even my own stepmom, though, I struggled to make a bond with her. So sometimes I also would like kind of groan or reject any kind of mothering because I was just like, Ugh, that's just not for me. So I feel like it was different depending mm-hmm. on what season I was in. There were sometimes it just made me crazy angry and frustrated. Just why me? Mm-hmm. Why my mom? Honestly, yeah, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but especially if you've seen, like my mom passed away from cancer. And since then, I've seen a ton of people healed from cancer. And I'm just going like, okay. Like, I know that my family prayed over my mom. I know, actually, I even know that when she was young, she was healed. Like, she had a tumor at like 21. Elders prayed over her, and she was healed. Like a grapefruit-sized tumor, totally gone the next wow. time they went to the doctor. And so, that's pretty wild. I mm-hmm. mean, my dad, when my I was older when my dad told me that story, and I thought, wow. So, he gave my mom 14 years before she passed. Four children. My dad said that was before any of us were born. Wow. So that's pretty wild, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay. When I heard that story, I thought, okay, wow. Okay, then God gave my mom more years. But then also, I'm just like, I know we prayed over her before she passed. Like, why did the cancer come back? Why? You know, there's just lots of questions when you see other people's family members healed and come back and have to lose your own. So yeah, the mystery of that, like why some people are healed right. and some people aren't, it makes me a little bit crazy sometimes. It is such a mystery because, I mean, I've experienced over the years too, of people get healed, people who don't, mm-hmm. and people losing their loved ones and at young ages, you know, and, and yet then there's others that happen and they come. The one thing I've learned with the Lord is, you know, I remember a song that Keith Green used to sing, Though You Slay Me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I will trust, trust you. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's really stuck dear in my heart. Is like, well, though I might not understand anything that's going on right now, and even though I might be angry and mad or crying or contemplating something stupid, I still know that you're good. I still know in my heart of hearts you're good. Yeah, for me, man, I, did, I spent so much of my Christian life trying to be loyal to Christ, even thinking that he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when I was young, I thought, you have to, you either believe God or you don't. So I was so committed to just showing up and muscling through, you know, like, I felt like I'm just going to honor God, even if he kills all my family. You know, it was like, I was like Job all the way. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to be Job. I just want to be called faithful. But then in college, I had a cool college pastor that he was like, Andrew, when I'm around you, I struggled to believe that God's good. And that cut me so deep at the time. And I thought, yeah, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, why would, why would I want to do Christianity if I didn't believe God was good? <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of had a crisis of faith and was like, yeah, something's off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can go so far with that. And then I kind of hit a roadblock and began to, it was almost like I was all toast. I think in, in religious circles and the church and just religious things that we think that God is going to 
like we can't be real with him or something like that, you know, when he is. Right. And I've, I've, over the years, I've realized when I'm sometimes at my weakest point and when I'm really honest about it, when I really get mad or when I really cry out to him in a way that I feel like he's abandoned me or whatever, then he shows up in a way that just blows me out of the water, you know, like, and he blesses me in a way that I don't even deserve, mm-hmm. you know, because I was pulled in another way of not believing or not and and I don't believe it's too and I think he builds us up in trust and through every circumstance in a way but if we're not raw and real about it if we're not honest with him he's long suffering you know yeah well and for me I really thought that God was the author of like giving people cancer oh wow like I'm pretty sure in my young mind I thought you know God's in control like he's in charge of everything and there's got to be somebody dishing out cancer. <laughs> there's somebody's in charge of that. So it must be God because he's in charge of everything. Mm. And that coming wow. to clarity, when I broke up with that mindset, that was a drastic shift in my worldview or mm-hmm. paradigm, spiritual paradigm. When I broke up with the idea that God um, is the type of parent that uses pain to like discipline his children not, not, uh, like, I think there are some things that are, you know, like we learn from our own, he doesn't rescue us from our own consequences and stuff like that. Like there's tender things that parents allow to happen so that you learn how to make good choices. But to me, like parents don't like give their kids diseases, right? Like that's not in the heart of God. Like he doesn't just go around, Oh, and you're going to get cancer and you're going to get cancer. Like, I'm so glad that I broke up with that idea. Because now it's like, okay, we live in a fallen world. There's plenty of broken things around us. And we do have an enemy. I think when I was able to figure out like, oh, okay, wow, there's a, you know, a spiritual dynamic of, of warfare. I, th- I think for me, just understanding that I didn't have to um, put that all in the heart of God. You know, I love because it's something that the Lord's taught me. One of the biggest revelations I had when I went through a lot of healing in my 30s, where where I can't, the Lord told me to look up the word in the Bible, you know, find the word allowed and control. Well, the things that were taught about it, it's not biblical. Right. Allow in the Bible is sin allows evil to triumph, not God. So he began to shift my paradigm as well, like shifting it out of, of... Believe in a lie about who he is. And that's why I, I'm doing this podcast. I want to veil his heart for us. Right. Not for evil. It's not to harm us. Right. And just like in Jeremiah, you know? Yeah. Give you a hope in the future. Right. Not to harm us. And everything in the scriptures speaks of that. Mm-hmm. But yet we still, in the distortion of the fallen world and the enemy and the doctrines of demons that have been pushed around where people are angry at God when, you know, and I remember when I went through deliverance and a lot of healing from all my sins of all kinds of stuff but then I remember oh my gosh lord you get blamed us for so much stuff <laughs> and it's not you it's our own doing a lot of it's our own doing, but and then the right. you know choices that we make or choices that our parents made when we were you know when we we're kids because a lot of stuff happens most stuff happens that our belief systems when we we're children but mm. i mean there's just there's so much but he gets blamed for it all you know right and um and he's okay with that you know, I mean, the sense of not okay, okay, but I mean, like, it doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change his character. It doesn't make him bad just because you think it is, you know, he is. 
right or that he caused this child to die and that one to live there's so many other things that we don't see in this in the realm you know that just going to him to ask and just unveil more to us lord you know of who you are this whole idea of um god being a cancer dealer not true thank yeah. god it's not true yeah. um that was a huge shift in my journey in pursuing like what i was hungry for I, I, it's weird, but I, that was the year that I went to Egypt, um, mm. for the first time. I met some super cool believers in Egypt where, you know, people who had suffered very intensely for choosing Christ had so many miraculous stories how God had their backs. And mm. it was just pretty wild that after I had this revelation, like wondering if God was good or what do I really believe about God and pain and suffering and all this stuff. And then I go to Egypt and I hear about this God who's like the deliverer and the redeemer. I did. I had I had this encounter with an Egyptian mama who was just like so opposite. I mean, she, the amount of suffering that she had been through in her lifetime, like children she had lost, loved ones who had been murdered in honor killings, kidnapped, things like that. And for her to be radiant and joyful and tell me about this God who is so radically checked in and attentive to like their every moment yeah i feel like encountering Mm -hmm. god's heart through her eyes made me very hungry to meet that guy yeah and i thought you know what i don't think the jesus that i've worshipped all these years is the same jesus that they know and he he was just so ever present and fully alive and so interested in guarding and protecting them and he was he was just so tender-hearted and when I came back from Egypt, that I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with that old, crusty, dried-up paradigm. It's yeah. like really worthless and not... Because I think when I heard I heard a story about a someone getting delivered from a situation, I thought, wow, that actually sounds like scripture. I think I want to know that guy. And so, yeah, after that, I, I was just kind of like, okay, either I believe that God is still the God of the miraculous and the God who heals, or he's not. I just, I'm so disinterested now in walking mm-hmm. with crappy doctrine in my brain. It just... So we're, we swear the word of God is really alive. It is a living word. And we experience things, and, you know, with, in our journey and our walk with him and day-to-day activities, if we really, if we show up, he shows up. Might not be the way that we, and I've learned to let go of my Lord, I don't want to interpret it. And I don't want to have my, how can I say, um, I don't want to control anything. When you learn to let go and surrender, and I think that's the the whole surrender to Him, you become alive in who you really are. Yeah. And it's not taken away from you. It's actually empowering you to be who you were created to be, you know, and fullness of life and things. And, you know, and the perspective of eternity becomes so different and so clear. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, I I think the struggle of walking with God and Him not being good was so much more miserable than the grief I have of the mystery that some people are healed in the moment and yeah. some people are That's not. Good. So maybe in current times, this phrase is really hot, just choose your hard. Like for mm. me, I'd rather be in this journey of the mystery. Like there are plenty of things about God I still do not understand. Mm. And I, I'm thankful for that. I've become reconciled in my heart where I'm like, you know what? I would rather have that struggle of like not understanding, like, you know, somebody flatlines in the hospital and they're resurrected. 
and somebody else doesn't. Like, I, I prefer that struggle these days to my old struggle of just like, yeah, maybe God is good to some people, but he's not good to me. Hmm. That drove my heart into the ground where now I'd rather steward, you know, the pain. Like, sometimes there is grief that I have to face and hold in my heart of like, yeah, I, those are, there are some things I want to ask the Lord that he hasn't answered. I have asked, but he hasn't answered yet um, about my own family. Yeah, I think there are things that you do. You just have to trust that one day we'll know. And that I know that's not easy. So I guess, yeah, I've chosen my heart. That's really good. So as the listeners that are here, you know, hopefully somehow that will resonate with you in some aspect, and even in your own, your own walk and in your own journey. But I'm very grateful for you being here, Andrea, and, and um, yeah, choosing your heart to follow Jesus in total surrender and abandonment. And I see you, and, and I've experienced that with you, you know, what we've had. And it's, it's a beautiful, even in the midst of some of the pain, it's still beautiful. There's a beauty that is still life-giving, even though there's grief, it's still life-giving. And I think that's where the Lord's wanting to restore and heal in our societies so that we don't have to become hardened where our hearts are hardened against really being alive for ourselves you know but very grateful for you being here and thank everyone for listening and you can reach out to me at beloved unveiled at protonmail.com beloved unveiled at protonmail.com mm-hmm.